Hello and welcome to Tech for Finance. This is the last of our three-part series on the AI in Finance webinar with Received.ai. Part one, we looked at ChatGPT free versus paid. Part two, we looked at data analysis with Notable. And in this one, we'll look at creating bots with Poe. This is better absorbed via video because we do demo some of the tools. You can still listen on audio because I do talk through as I show. But if you do want to check out the video, check out Adam Shilton Tech on YouTube. If not, enjoy. All right. Should we move on to Poe now? We shall move on to Poe. I, I love Poe, not just because the majority of the capability is free, but just because I was using it way before ChatGPT released the concept of GPTs. So before I move away from ChatGPT into Poe, I just want to draw your attention to some of these little GPT bots that we've got. So we started with custom instructions, whereby we were giving free version of ChatGPT instructions on context and how we wanted it to respond. But that's a pain if I want to act in different ways. So it may be that I want a custom prompt that's going to help me with forecasting. It may be that I want uh, a prompt that's going to help provide expertise around headcount planning, you know, that uh, scenario planning prompt that we did earlier. And I don't want to have to copy and paste different custom instructions every time I want to produce a different output, but you can do that with these, these little uh, GPTs now. Again, pro version. So this is paid. Um, but I just want to show you the workings in the background of this benchmark buddy. By going to edit the GPT, we've got a little builder. So basically you can ask, well, you can tell chat GPT what you want it to build in terms of use case, in terms of what you want the end game or the goal to be of this particular bot to support that activity. And then what it will do is it will create those custom instructions for you in the background, yeah. which then means that, mm -hmm. um, give me some challenges on other businesses in the hospitality. And then it will look to this base instruction. Yeah. And then it will start producing responses. I've also got it tied to web browsing here that you can see in the bottom left. Yeah, so what I could also say is look to the web to find current trends. So it's not just relying on its historical training. It's also looking to um, future trends as well. So you can see it's doing that in a context. But we can do exactly this without needing the pro version of ChatGPT because we can do exactly the same thing in Poe, which is amazing. So if I just go into Poe, again, it looks a little bit MS-DOS, but I, I like dark mode. Yeah, because of my eyes. Okay, like, there's also a light mode then. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, right. I think it's just a browser setting for me. So yeah, I think it, there's probably a bright white one as well. Uh, but for me, I just I just struggle. I spend enough time looking at screens without having to contend with a load of white backgrounds, right? So what's good about Poe as well is you don't have to create everything yourself. So can you see here on the home screen, we've got an official bots, popular bots, new bots. This is the community that building bots for specific purposes. Yeah, I'm going to necessarily use Troller GPT. Um, well, the, the Disney poster creator, it starts getting the creative juices going. If you've got somebody that's already developed something that you could then iterate on and say, oh, that's a really good idea. I wonder whether I could create something like this. So having that community and that original inspiration, I think is, is really good. Um, but what I quite like is, and, and this is totally separate to the, to the conversation today because that's like finances. And um, there's now a lot more in terms of image generation with some of these mod, mod, um, models as well. So I could go into say the stable diffusion bot, which is going to generate, generate images for me. Um, and I could say, um, generate an image, finance pro 
watching a Zoom webinar. Um, a bit of fun and it'll, it'll generate an image. I don't know how quick it'll do it, but there we go. So yeah, it's, I mean, that's identical or what's going on? Yeah, it's not, um, yeah, so that, that's not photorealistic again, it's a poor prom, but I could have done, um, photorealistic or whatever, but it's got kind of an impressionist photo here. And I guess, you know, um, it kind of hit the brief, but a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit of fun as I say. Um, in a previous meeting with my company, I was asked to give a presentation on how AI is changing organizations. And so I decided to go all out. So I actually used a, a solution called Gamma, which is an AI present, uh, presentation generator. And I generated the uh, presentation backbone in ChatGPT. So I said, this is the presentation that you're going to give. Can you give me an outline? And then copied that outline into Gamma. It automatically produced the pages for me and the content. Yeah. So I only had to edit like three bullet points, but then I also used Midjourney, which is just another um, image tool to create all yeah. of the images for the presentation as well. You know, which was all people sat in offices and people with like VR headsets on all that sort of stuff. But I didn't tell the team that I'd used AI to generate the whole presentation. So that was the big reveal. The last slide on the presentation said, oh, and by the way, 90% of this presentation was generated solely using AI. We just had to go in. And so that, that. Was, that, that was an interesting, but anyway, back to the point. Um, Poe, if you wanted to experiment with different language models, so if I just go into explore again and I go into, um, let's do. So right now, pretty much what, what is, what are we trying to achieve by using Poe, right? So it's easy access to different language models. If you don't like ChatGPT, yeah, you might, you just might not like the responses you get from ChatGPT, right? So you could go in and say, right, well, I just want to use Claude. Yeah, works in exactly the same as ChatGPT, um, but sometimes the responses can be a bit warmer. You know, if you do more creative writing, for example, some people find that models like Claude are softer and produce um, friendlier content than uh, ChatGPT that can be a bit cynical and a bit too cold as a default response. So this, this is where you just need to think about what your personal preference is, you know, and again, you can use Claude Instant free. And there is also Llama, which is the metal, uh, sorry, the meta, you know, the, the Facebook guys model. So you can go in and experiment with all of these through Poe free so that you can get a feel for the way that some of these different models work. But the biggest use case for Poe is creating bots for free. So if we go here, um, I've actually created an AI presenter bot. Yeah. And um, with a custom prompt in the same way as using a GPT in the pro version. So if I just go into my presenter bar and go edit bar, I can then enter that base prompt for me to get the bot to respond in a way that's going to help support me generating financial presentations. Yeah. I can choose the language model. And again, you know, if anybody wants more information on the differences, we can have a conversation, but you can see some of the common ones here. So ChatGPT, OpenAI, Llama from Meta, Claude from Anthropic. I think Amazon invested like 30 billion in uh, Anthropic recently. So that's an up and comer. Watch out there. You can also use the advanced model. So there are paid versions of uh, ChatGPT, as we know, and Claude. Yeah. It's subscription though. But in theory, ChatGPT Pro costs, I think it's like $25 a month or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. Poe only costs like $16 a month. Yeah, so you could use that advanced language model from OpenAI for less than paying for yeah. the, the program. Like a hack. 
too. So a, a little little trick there to save yourself a lot, yeah. a lot of money. But what you can also do is you can build knowledge. So you can upload anything that's relevant to the way that you want to train the bot. So if you've got three internal resources on brand guidelines and the way that you want to produce presentations internally, you can add them as the knowledge base and it will reference that knowledge when it produces the responses. And for me, and again, I, I want to do a session solely dedicated to this is a lot of problems that finance have are responding to endless repeat re requests. You know, and um, when are my expenses going to be paid? You know, can you give me an answer to this? You could set up a chat bot with all of that pre-trained data and all of those generic responses. And then you point your team towards the chat bot for those silly questions. And then you've got your own uh, finance team personal assistant that's going to ask, answer 50% of questions. Now, I don't necessarily advocate that because obviously in finance, we also want to build influence and be better business partners. So I wouldn't necessarily suggest you alienating the rest of your team by just pushing them to a bot, but there may be some quick wins there, especially for some of the, the really quick responses that your team don't care whether they're speaking to a person or a bot or not. Right. But in this, and, and unfortunately I can't really expand this window, but if I go into my prompt repository and I'll just go into my, um, financial presentation bot, this is the custom instruction that I've given Poe. And so you're a master of financial presentations, expertise lies in X, your role is to do Y. When prompted, you need to do this. When responding, explain the reason behind this, and then please ensure that you request any further details if there's any gaps. Yeah, so that's all done there. So if I then come out, uh, let's just say, um, and then I'm going to create presentation. What's the word? Next. So immediately it's saying, that's not enough for me to go on. You need to provide some additional information. So what are the key points you want to cover? Um, who is your audience for the final presentation? So key points you want to cover, um, key points, perspectives, and audience, non-finance pros. Yeah. And then it will start generating that for you so that you've got that outline. And you've immediately got a faster starting point than if you tried to do more complicated things with prompts in ChatGPT. But the way that I see it is you could have a tab open with lots of different bots, lots of different PO bots, and then you could just dip in, in and out for whatever function you're trying to achieve. So you might have a budgeting bot, you might have a formula bot. I, I've got a formula bot. I go into my bots. Yeah, it's not going to appear on the list. Quick look. Yeah, finance formula bot. So. This is where you can just literally type um, a report you want to generate. So budget versus outdoors. And then it will help me produce the relevant formulas that I might want to drop into a spreadsheet with some examples. And then I've also got this bot to come back with information about VBA when queued if you want to do some clever stuff with VBA code and all that sort of thing. But yeah. So a quick run through, but all of this is free. The only point at which Poe becomes paid, say that three times fast, um, is if you want to use GPT-4, which is the more advanced language model from OpenAI, or if you want to use Claude's more advanced model. And again, we don't have time to go into it today, but sometimes people want to upload a really, really big PDF. It could be a service agreement for a new supplier that you're working with. It could be 
um, proposal that you've um, been sent or whatever, and you don't want to read through all of it. You just want the salient points, right? So you can upload it and say, um, scour this entire document and give me the key points, right? Claude, if you use the paid version, has what's called a larger contact window, and it will cover up to like 5,000 lines or something like that. It's, it's, it's stupid. So, so you can upload really, really large documents and still get really good response. Whereas with the other language models, i.e. OpenAPI and AI Llama and that sort of stuff, if you upload a really large document, sometimes it misses stuff because it can't read the entire document because the token window and the ability to digest large data sets is limited with some of these other models. Yeah. All right. Yes, we're good. I cool. think we're good too. Do we want to go back to ChatGPT for something? No, or I was just to move um, the Q&A. I was just going to see whether it had done that. Um, no, it did do that, didn't it? No, that's fine. No, well, good. So that's that's all for me in terms of presentation. So I guess quick summary: um, if you're using ChatGPT free, make sure you use those custom instructions. Um, it's generally not as good in responding to really really large prompts, and so you might want to use ChatGPT Pro if you're asking it to produce more intricate results. Need to use ChatGPT Pro if you want that coding stuff in the background. So we talked about spreadsheets and combining data and reformatting data and all that sort of stuff. You can only do that in uh, ChatGPT Pro. Um, then ChatGPT Pro, linking to Notable, you can use it to Q&A large data sets and produce visualizations like you see here. Um, and then you can create your own bots for specific purposes, either using ChatGPT Pro and the GPTs that I showed there, or you can use Poe to generate bots or just experiment with other models that you might have a preference for. Amazing. All right. That's a lot to take in. I hope, uh, um, no worry guys, cause we're going to send out the, the recording after and also gonna write up everything that Adam said. So no worries if you're afraid to forget anything. Um, but Adam, thank you so much. That was really great. Um, there you have it guys, three AI tools, uh, to start using today. Um, now it's time for your questions. So Adam, I'm going to read out the questions and I hope you're ready. I'll try my best. But, <laughs> okay. but, you did, but you did say that we've got some people that are already using AI for data and analytics. So maybe I'll learn something as well, right? <laughs> we can always learn. All right. The first one is a little bit long. So bear with me as I read it out. So I'm curious, is there a way to bulk upload historical P&Ls out of QuickBooks for quick trend analysis, dashboarding, graphs? Areas a business owner should focus on, like cost for forecasting um, relative to revenue or anomalies, uh, can cash flow forecasting. Anomalies, yeah. Um, yeah. So, is there any such tool that they can use for such a thing? Maybe one of those tools. Yeah. So you could use Notable, providing that you can get that data out of QuickBooks. Yeah. So what you could do is you could download all of that data from QuickBooks, so export all of your reports. Um, upload them as those different spreadsheets to Notable and then use ChatGPT to Q&A Notable. Yeah. I think if you were to try and use ChatGPT alone, because there'd be quite a lot of data in all of those reports that are being exported, you'd quickly run into limitations in terms of the insight that it's able to, yeah. to provide. So yeah, Notable would be a good use case for that. Um, if you want something more live, it's where it gets a little bit trickier because um, I don't know what database QuickBooks is built on. Um, there may be a way of getting a live data connection between QuickBooks and Notable if you don't want to export the reports. 
but that would be a lot more involved um, and we'd be in the, the sort of category of integration. Yeah, so the, the quickest way, it's a little bit manual, is to download the reports from QuickBook, upload something like Noticeable, and then just yeah. Q&A to produce the results that you want using uh, ChatGPT um, to control Notable. Sounds pretty good. I think that's a really good start for those. Um, okay, next question. Can you have, I like that that one. So can you have different bots in Poe interact, interact with one another? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I don't think so. It would be cool I'll, though, but. It would, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll double check. I know people have had large language models speak to each other, but I don't, I don't think it's possible. And I did see something interesting though, because um, ChatGPT is now available on your phone and you can speak to it. Yeah, so you can actually do it as audio. So you click the little microphone, you can speak to it, and then it speaks back like Alexa or yeah. um, Google Home. Um, you can choose the voice you want it to respond you know, um, in terms of whether you prefer you know, a, spe a specific voice over another. But I saw a video. Somebody had um, one phone on the pillow on their bed and another phone on the pillow on their bed, both enabled with ChatGPT for audio, and they got them speaking to each other. It was a, li it was a little bit creepy. <laughs> but not a direct answer to the question. But no, I don't think you can chain pose together at the moment. But we'll double check because I'm interested to learn. Maybe in the future yeah. when they take over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, another one. That's more like a request. So you mentioned that in the beginning that you could provide links to the chatbots in your sidebar. Um, so don't worry, guys. Like we're going to send out everything after uh, organized. You're going to have everything you need to get started, right? So we're going to provide that in a few days. Okay, um, a few last ones. Um, okay, someone else is told for your paid. So I think we, we touched on that, right? Majority of it is free. But if you want to use GPT-4, or if you want to use the more advanced version of Claude, that's when you're into subscription. Because it's more compute power. Okay, yeah. But, uh, okay. Um, another question is about like, how would you begin if you are not like as a finance professional, but you are not technical at all and like don't have a lot of, you know, like how would you approach getting started with AI? So I'm not technical um, from a finance perspective. So as I said, quite transparently, you know, ask me about AI bots and I can speak to you forever in a day, um, but ask me about what predictive algorithm you need to use to forecast for a certain scenario when I've no idea. I just ask the AI, that's what I do. Um, the recommendations for people that aren't technical from a, I guess, talking to AI perspective, the recommendation is that you first experiment with the free tools, but make sure that you're being very protective of your data because especially with the free tools, you don't know how that data is being shared. And I don't think it's a massive cause for concern, but the previous question about QuickBooks data, you know, if you're uploading like a copy and paste of a matrix into the free version of ChatGPT that they then use to train the model, again, maybe company data going into it. And again, that might be against policy, right? So just, just be careful, but yeah, go ChatGPT free, maybe sign up for Claude or Poe or whatever, um, and then just start thinking about some of the activities that you do on a day-to-day -day basis that take you any amount of time. So before you do it, you might just have an exercise and thinking, right, well, let me just map my average day. Um, what do I do? You know, do I generate documents for board reports? Um, do I mess around with Excel formulas a lot? You know, um, and then try and think about what you could ask of AI. 
So um, if you are generating documentation for, for a board presentation, simple prompts, you know, I need a template for a board presentation, then just put in the audience. And the free version will give you a really good starting point. So that'll give you a leg up and a faster starting point than if you were to just do it from scratch. On the Excel side of things, you can use it as a bit of a, like I said, a, a problem solver. Yeah, so if you've got a really tricky formula or somebody's passed you a spreadsheet that you didn't create and you haven't a clue what's going on, you could dump in a couple of those formulas and say, um, I'm struggling to understand how this works. Can you give me a detailed breakdown of the relationships and how this is built? And it will help, you know, sort of try and deconstruct that for you, which is really good. We talked about the cheat sheets, right? We used one yeah. um, in the example there. So Excel formula cheat sheets, you know, um, if you use Power BI or QuickBooks, you get it to say, right, well, um, yeah, tell me some things that I don't know about QuickBooks or you know, tell me how I make better use of Power BI and it will go through all of its training model and search the internet, whatever. Um, so yeah, initially try and use it as a means of speeding up to get you to baseline activity quicker before you then start thinking about, right, well, how do I change generative AI to large data sets to start forecasting and making yeah. change? Okay, we have um, time for the for one last question. I mean, I I do believe that this one is kind of um, like you kind of answered this one with the answer you just gave. But let's see if you have anything to add. So, um, given what you, what is available within the tools you've shared, what are the lowest hanging fruit? What finance functions can be very quickly improved or made more efficient immediately? Um, so I think we have touched on that, like in the last. Yeah. And yeah, the, the only thing that I'd add is that think about the end goal that you want to achieve. Um, and, and I've done some posts on this in, in the past. So I kind of break down tasks, and this isn't just applicable to, to finance, it's applicable to everything, right? So I break down things into efficiency, i.e. how quickly you can do something. Productivity, how well you produce an output. Yeah, so you can be really quick at doing stuff, but you still might not generate a lot of work. Yeah, so that's, that's something to bear in mind. But then what you're aiming for is effectiveness, which is a step above productivity where actually you're moving closer towards a goal as opposed to just being more productive. Right? Yeah. So in terms of low-hanging fruit, think about the go goals that you're trying to achieve. Think about some of the day-to-day -day conversations that you have and some of the, and I guess we're going into finance business partnering here, but some of the personalities you've got in your organization, you know, um, could use it even as, as like meeting prep, you know, I'm going into a meeting with these individuals and we're talking about this, you know, can you give me some insight on best ways to come across some topics to you know, talk about some topics to, to not talk about and just try and think about how you can use AI as, as that get, as that guide. Um, as a virtual assistant, moving you towards that effectiveness, because what we're aiming for is actually to win hearts and minds and to move our business forwards. You know, productivity is nothing unless it actually helps you achieve what you set out to achieve. So any prompts or any guidance from AI that moves you into that effective category rather than just productive, so is uh, is, is the low hanging fruit. Yeah. All right. I think that's it for today. Right. So thank you so much for everyone who joined us um, and asked questions and participated in our poll. And of course, thank you, Adam, so much for being here with us today and sharing your knowledge, um, sharing your experience with us. Um, like I said, we're going to send out everything. So um, you're going to be prepared to start your AI journey. Um, 
Thank you so much. We'll see you in the next one. No worries. And connect with me on LinkedIn, Adam Shilton. Um, have to have a conversation. And yeah, Hadar, I'll send you the, the links after the session so people can access those. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks Bye, everyone. guys. See you later. Bye.